What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. Damn. Okay. Let's see. Make sure the levels. I'm going to keep monitoring for this first couple of So we haven't been together here for two weeks. Yeah. It's been a few. You were on vacay. Uh, How was the – this was like your second beach trip. What, are you just going to the no, beach like every no, weekend? No, I went to Memorial Day, and that's something different. Yeah. But that's – see, Memorial Day, that was like a family thing. So then sure. I went this time because my buddy was in town from Seattle for a, a week. Yeah. And uh, one of my close childhood best friends I grew up with, and we went golfing. Was it K-Mac? Yep, K-Mac. Kevin McIntyre. That's right. Oh, I just gave his personal information. <laughs> uh, he, he has been – if you're a long-time – That's right. He was on the first pick. Or a fan of the first pick, you would have heard K-Mac on that. I believe there was one episode where it was you, K-Mac... Danny and Noakes. Danny Noakes. It was the three of you guys because yep. I was I was like in class or I couldn't make it the show. The cool thing about doing the show in Mason was there was one channel on the local Mason campus cable network that was the WGMU channel. Oh, really? And I remember there was one night where... Simulcasting? <clears throat> Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on, <laughs> I mean, for I like think, a year and a half. I, I never knew was, that. I think it was only on the campus. Oh, really? Um, which is still, everybody's got a TV. And I think I remember, if I remember correctly, there was a night where, like, I couldn't make the show, but I was in my dorm. I had to maybe study for a test or something. I don't know when I would have done that. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I had the TV on, and you were hosting... And I think it might have been Probably you. Work show on earth. I think it was you and somebody. <laughs> and then I called in from the dorm, and I called in to, it to check been, in on the show. I had a friend. Uh, she, she, I think she she moved since then. Her name was Whitney, and we we did it. We, I remember Whitney. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. And, we, and she came in. I think twice, mainly because she had, she was a hit the first time. It might have been you and Whitney. Yeah. And I think I called in from the dorm because I was with all my roommates and buddies and stuff, and we were uh, you know sitting around watching the show. And I think I called in just as a you know like a guest. Oh yeah. Man, I wish we could have people call into this thing. That would just be like random freaking telemarketers calling our phones. <laughs> hey, welcome to the, welcome to the show. Or you were doing your other podcast, and I called in one time. I totally forgot yeah. what day it was. <laughs> I was yes. Like, I was like, oh. And I yes, cussing. you were featured. Now I, I do expect you to leave a. Uh, you got to give me a voice. 
recording yeah. to celebrate the one year. Everybody, anybody that has been on the show or are fans of the show have to leave a recording of your favorite oh. moment on that podcast. Okay, I, was, I was we like, don't need to pr- promote I you were talking that. about us, and I was no, like, no, no, no. I, didn't, I didn't know anything about this. <clears throat> we'll be hitting a year on this. Well, year. I mean, we've been doing this show for like five years. It's just been in different versions of it. Yeah. I don't know when we will hit a year with DC Crossover. We've got to be coming up on that. Uh, it's got to be August, me, I feel like. August or September. I, you know, what's weird is that you can get all, obviously the podcast on your phone. It's yeah, weird it will say you the can't, date. You can't find um, like the, the old podcast. Like, I can't go on here and find old old podcasts on here. Yeah, you got to go to available episodes. But that, but scroll I, down I, there. Look at that, scroll what down. What the hell? And it's like, it's June 17th. Well, our anniversary is not June 17th. That's I mean, weird. I, I can go on the, the computer. <clears throat> yeah, we'll figure it out. It's got to be like August out. or September, I feel like. Because uh, I think they should, both shows started right around the same time. Yeah, it's something like that. So we'll um, be hitting a and the blog, the website. I think was first. I think yeah, we started the yeah. website first, and then uh, and then we were like, hey, you know, we got to just do a podcast. Because yeah. like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Who's reading? Well, because our- a lot of people said that the podcast was obviously easier to do, and there was easier accessibility. Um, to have it uh, <clears throat> because we used to do YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that was something that everyone was like, I can't sit there and watch a YouTube video because my phone has to be up. It's going to use data, all that kind I of I don't crap. know. Pe- some people, it's weird. Some people are YouTube uh, watchers. Like yeah. they, do, they do it like the younger generation. My brother watches full Joe Rogan two-hour podcasts on his phone yeah. on YouTube. It's wild. But yeah. like our people, yeah, you're right. I mean – I'll the most I'll watch uh, the 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 most length I'll watch of a YouTube video on my phone is maybe eight minutes. Yeah, anything longer than that. Well, didn't they say that it. they didn't they say that you have to catch your audience number one early on? Oh yeah. And number two, they also said that uh, the they best, all tune out. The best certain... you, yeah, the best YouTube video is about five to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree. Because you think about it, how much time either you're sitting on the on the on the on the pot yep. on the can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in on your the cr- pot and the can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both of them. And and just just doing all those different type of stuff that you, you had that little time, you know, time yeah. saver as Brian Dozier makes an error. Yeah, perfect. Um, you know, perfect to start with Atlanta series. Um, yeah, it's just like I I just think that when we looked at those kind of things, it was it was something that was more like we want to do iTunes, but we just never got to it because we were too busy sure. with school and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, like you said, many many versions of this show. I mean, we did we, <laughs> we started with I know uh, I remember doing uh, G. Google Hangouts in my basement, my oh, parents' yeah. basement. Yeah, sitting there. Uh, your, your parents did upgrade, upgrade the internet. The internet was a little, uh, little. Yeah, it was a little internet. I mean, your what your phone line? You can't even. Or it was either your internet or your phone at your parents' house was like <laughs> it would go out in two seconds. <laughs> it was like you're living in a third world country. Oh, dude, that in a cave. That that area where my parents live. It's it's a weird mm. thing. It's a regular suburban yeah. area, and it's, it literally looks like you drop down like a cave. There's like no service. No, not, there's nothing. I, I, I drive near it, and it's like, no service. I'm like, yeah. I've never seen this phone say no service in my life. It's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But, uh, hey, real quick. So sure. uh, something that obviously will grinds my gears, which I'll get into right now, obviously because we're going to try to keep this uh, this episode a little, little truncated. Not not sure. really truncated, but there's not a ton of stuff, yeah, obviously, because training camp has just, just started. We want to get some sure. more stuff going on here soon. But overall, the thing that pisses me off lately is uh, what grinds our gears, obviously. I'm not going to play the sound yeah, or anything. pisses you off. No, it's what grinds your gears. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it grinds my gears very yeah. much so, other than some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so right now, drivers in this area have always been a pain. 
But I've had people like like get so upset with me, mainly the foreign and older generations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have gotten so upset with me lately. And I'm actually yeah. been I've been told by certain people like you're a really great drivers with it. I I've been driving for a long time. Like not just not license, but like professional driver. Yeah, 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 different stuff like that and everything like that. And it's just funny to me because I've had people literally shake their hands and like look like they're having a seizure or like Ricky Bobby and Talladega yeah. Nights where yeah. they sit there and they, they go like this the entire time. What are you doing to these people? I, I didn't do anything. I was sitting at a stop sign. And I, I, it was on the di- so, so here's a real quick story. So I'm coming out of work and I have to cross over four lanes of traffic and literally I'm sitting there and there's a guy in front of me. It's a stop sign. Yeah. And this guy starts honking behind me. I'm like, what the hell is this guy honking at? And I, and I look behind him. And he's not doing anything. He's looking at his phone or something like that. It's an Indian guy. So all of a sudden, I, like, I get up to the stop sign. I'm not there maybe 10 seconds. I can count how many seconds I was there yeah. on two hands. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this guy starts blaring the horn at me. And I look back. And I just channeled, I, I channeled my inner, my inner John Cerrone. I just went back this and flicked him off. Smart. <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. Oh People are gosh. wildly impatient. Oh, if my you, gosh, dude. You're, if you're waiting at, like, a red light to take a right on red or something or – yeah. You're at a four-way stop or something like that. People will lose their minds. It's like, dude, what do you want me to do? I'm following the rules. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, the rules of the road here. The, the, the color there, that tells me I must wait a sec to see what's going <laughs> I on. I must that wait red. a sec. No, it's, now that I have more of a commute now, because before my commute was five minutes, yep. now it's more like 20 to 30, and you, you just deal with more people, and you're just like, man, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like it. You almost get an accident like every morning because yeah. people are doing dumb stuff yeah. on Fairfax County Parkway and stuff like that. Um, so and then it's even weirder for me is at – so I get up early, humble brag, uh, three days a week and go to the gym at 4 in the morning. Um, I do it. Now, I, it's not really doing anything for me, but, you know, I, I do it. And the maybe, people... Maybe, maybe it helps you on the treadmill if you're, like, fast asleep on the treadmill. Dude, I'm, sometimes I'm basically sleepwalking in there. Sometimes, <laughs> like, I've had to catch myself from like, just, like, falling face first on the treadmill <laughs> because my body's like, dude, well, it's not time. It's <laughs> hey, not time to wake what are you up doing up right now? What are you doing? You had a cheese dog last night. You think you're going to show up to the gym and run this <laughs> off? You ate a bag of Doritos last we, night. We did the math on that one thing. It's like it takes three hours to burn an <laughs> Oreo. You think you're burning off a cheese dog in five minutes? Before you go to sleep in your car and pretend to Abby that you actually went to the gym, yeah. no, but uh, the uh, squirt but when you're driving at like four in the morning, like it's a weird world out there, yep. man. With drivers, I had I've had cars just kind of weaving around traffic. I had a guy um, like like turn uh, uh, he was he basically was like we were both at a it was a two lane left turn and he was on the left lane and I was on the right lane of this turn lane and he was like moving back and front uh, like waiting for the green and it was just like this old guy with like it was like an Uber driver he was at a stop he was at a stop line and he was just moving back he had like a like a um a manual car. I guess, but he was, like, yeah. manualing it up. Like, he was EJ manualing oh, all the way gosh. back, and he was, like, coming forward and back. And forward. I was like, dude, it's 4 in the morning. Like, it's going to turn green. I promise you. Jeez. I promise you. Uh, it's wild. It's wild, man. It's wild. Man, but, he's Emmanuel Sander in the, yeah, the car. Yeah, that's what, exactly what he's doing. <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. Emmanuel well, Sanders. Who, wait, hold on a second. I don't know who Emmanuel Sanders is. I know, I know who EJ Manuel is. EJ Manuel. Who's I said. Emmanuel. Who? You gotta get, we got to get the new that? Madden and test it out. Yeah, I know we do. Yeah. Uh, I don't have $5,000 like Eman- video games cost now. <laughs> Emmanuel. Who's Emmanuel? I swear. E- uh, I, swear, no, I, swear I keep was, saying EJ Manuel. I swear there was an Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel. I know there's Colonel Sanders. I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that's right. We both are. What's, yeah. Okay, what's the... Um, what's uh, uh, the guy that plays the Broncos, Sanders. 
What's his name? Okay, Sanders. What's it? It, start, it has to start with. Oh well, God. there's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that's, that's Emmanuel that. Sanders, Denver Broncos. Emmanuel, there you go. I okay. knew it. Knew I it didn't call right. you an idiot. You <laughs> called yourself an idiot. <laughs> I was Emmanuel like, there Sanders. Is. Yeah, oh, he's fly. That's Wide good. receiver. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, the junkies are starting to trying to do. Uh, they're trying to do all that kind of stuff too. Like today, they said uh, your hope solo ain't on vacation. Yeah, they've always done I was that like, sort of okay, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, ours are so much. Better. Now they're like fifty, so it's like you're not cool anymore. <laughs> so we're allowed to do it for at least another twenty years or so. so yeah, so it's, it's just it was just crazy. And then yeah. to, to end that story, sure. I was saying this. So, they, so we, I finally got on the road. Right, this guy, of course, right when he gets a stop sign, there's no cars in sight. So he goes, he goes, and he's like, oh, I was right, I was right all along. You know, yeah. I was like, so then all of a sudden he fl- tries to fly next to me. And I'm in my 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 Honda Accord Sport, obviously. Uh, you got to put and, it on sport mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those, those paddle shifters. Yeah. And he tried to go past me in like a Honda CRV or something like that. And that guy wasn't even getting close to me. So then I ended up letting him get close to me. And I, he looked over at me. He looked like all confused, like what did I do wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know what I did? I just I, I literally just looked in front of me and made sure there was nothing in front of me. And I just I looked over and I gave him two birds. Nice. <laughs> Solid work. Oh my gosh! It was literally your own special. Oh, it was. I mean, literally, it was like just two birds, one stone. Obviously, that's, I love that's it. the best. That's, that's why they came from the same. That's a good way to start that's the that's show. What they got the same. Yeah. So uh, overall, that's my what grinds my gears uh, real quick. Sure. Um, and obviously, also some old lady today. She started like doing this to me, like shaking her hands at me, like I, like like I just stepped on her lawn or something. She manicured the lawn or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, what are you shaking your? Head? I, I didn't do anything. The guy's in front of me stopping, so I pressing my brake. And the, and the lady thought I was like like you know, like short stopping or something, so she'd run in the back of me. Like just, I'm like, she, my mind is would have been her fault. So and <laughs> she, she, oh my gosh, people are just so freaking insane. Anyways, this is the DC crossover <laughs> episode. I think it's 37, right, Ben? I, th- I believe it's 37. I believe so. I'm going to double check it real quick while I'm uh, stalling here. Uh, no, it's actually 38. 38. Snack oh one my. was the other one. Yeah. So that's good. So episode number 38. Okay. Uh, we're definitely going to figure out our one-year anniversary, obviously, of, yeah. of the DC crossover, not of uh, Yeah, broadcast. of our relationship. Yeah, you and me. Talking, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and because, uh, so, obviously, if it's episode 38, 52 weeks in a year, we took a couple weeks off here and there. Oh, we were yeah, doing, for sure. Job stuff and everything like that. So I'll have to get back to you on that. We'll I'll, figure it out. I'll go back and look and obviously we got to be out. close. Yeah. I'll oh, tell you that. It's got to be something close. really close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so again, episode 38 of the DC crossover, we're going to be talking about a little bit of the Redskins. They just entered training camp not, to, not a few days ago, uh, not, not just a few days ago. And um, and also we're going to talk uh, about the Wiz. Bradley Beal is also in talks. Yep. And then obviously we're going to talk a little bit more as, wow, look at that on the t- uh, on the on this TV screen. They're, they're taping up first base at Nats Park. <laughs> Jeez, Weird. Please. That guy's not getting paid for that. I wonder who paid for that duct tape. Anyways, again, Nats Park is uh, the sign of the Atlanta Braves visiting the Washington Nationals, which is going to be a really another big series after they only took one of three from the, the Dodgers. So overall, the DC crossover, episode number 38, we got Nats, we got Wiz, and we got Skins right here on the docket today. Episode... I don't know what I'm saying. Episode 38. 38. There, I keep losing track of what episode it is. Episode 38, the DC crossover coming at you right now. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You 
Hello and welcome back, Pine Ponies. It's the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I am Mike Throne. Alongside me is Mr. Ben Simpson. And Ben, we are back after a two-week hiatus. I was out of town last weekend, so we couldn't do the episode. Not that a lot of things were going on in the world of DC sports, but overall, we have sure. some things that are starting up. Obviously, Redskins training camp, the Nats are in this grind uh, of the last two weeks. They ended up Killing the Dodgers yesterday, which was actually very nice for us. They to watch. needed it. <laughs> and uh, overall, Bradley Beal in some still trade talks. Obviously, he was extended the, uh, or I should say, given the extension. Yep. Uh, but he has yet to sign it, uh, which is a big deal. So we're looking at the Heat, your Detroit Pistons, and some other teams looking to possibly get Mr. Beal in their building. Yeah, a lot to talk about, uh, especially from not being on the show the last couple of weeks. Did want to mention briefly. For those in the Northern Virginia area, Mike and I will be Aha, at the opening right. of Segra Field over there in uh, Leesburg, Lansdowne type area. Yep. Um, Loudoun United, they'll be playing their first home game at Segra Field. Uh, you can go to loudonunited.com to look up the, you know, where that is and, and that sort of info for tickets and all that sort of thing. Mike and I will be there. We're going to be doing some food reviews of uh, some of the food in the stadium um, and a review of the stadium itself. And we've uh, let the team know they're excited to have us. Uh, We'll be going through the media entrance, which is a big deal for us, being media. So uh, we'll be uh, kind of doing all that. But if you feel like, go down. It's, it's, you know, go watch a minor league soccer game in a way and, um, and go, come say hi to us. If, you're, you know, if, if you see two, uh, two big overweight men, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, carrying a microphone and a recorder, that's us. Come up and say hi. Yeah, uh, yeah check out Loudon United. That would be next Friday. I believe that's August 9th, I think. I believe so. Um, and, yeah, Friday night game. I think it's like a 730 oh, it's or a Friday o'clock. night game. It's a Friday night oh, game. I thought it was a Saturday. No, no, it's a Friday night. That's nice. Hope you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll, nice. I'll pick you up right from here. We'll head over there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a Friday night, and we'll, we're going to have some fun uh, checking out that. So Loudon United on August 9th. Let us know if you're going to be there. Tweet us uh, at the yeah. DC Crossover or at Cerrone16. For sure. Hey, did you check out Vanish Brewery, uh, Brewery on uh, – uh, I haven't checked it out yet. Okay. Well, but, they, you haven't been yeah, there, yeah, obviously, yeah. but you, did you see it online or anything? I don't know what, what their online no. looks like, but that place is legit. So go yeah. out to Vanish Brewery yeah. if you have Free any, plug, any, any, any time. Yeah, we, we should ask them because they have, they obviously have some money. So we should ask yeah, them. If they, give us some money. They, 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 they want to give us some money. <laughs> They've got money. We don't. They have, give us money. I, th- I think it's called Ghost Fleet. That beer, geez, that beer is awesome. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, again, it's the DC crossover, episode number 38. First off, we're going to start with the Washington Redskins. Entering training camp, Trent Williams in the building. No, not so fast. He is absent from training camp in Richmond. And right now, it's a... Big situation for the Redskins, but some other comments we will get to with Darius Geis and so on and so forth. So right now, here come in the Washington Redskins. He's back. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. Look at the 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. is going to go down. This time, Jonathan Allen is around his legs. Six sack. He has started every game. The second-year player out of Alabama. There we go with the Washington Redskins. 
down in Richmond for their training camp, which is going to be fun to see because obviously we got a lot of new faces uh, around the entire organization. And just overall, Ben, it's going to be fun uh, to hear what comes out of those uh, training camp sessions because of the whole fact that I heard today Dwayne Haskins, as you heard as well, Dwayne Haskins was blowing people's minds with just, just lasers to Trey Quinn and so on and so forth. And uh, that's something that you got to watch out for is Dwayne Haskins. And obviously we talked about today through text uh, when he should start. And uh, it's definitely going to be fun to uh, watch what they can do because of the sole fact that they have a lot of new pieces with Montez Sweat they got in the draft, which was a big deal. And, and just, just overall, a sure. new face uh, of, of this franchise, or I should say a new uh, cover page of this franchise. We'll have to see what the innards of that cover page are uh, in, in their 2019 book that they're going to be writing. Yeah, for Redskins fans, this is a fun camp right now. Or it's an interesting camp, I'd say. Some of it's fun uh, with the Dwayne Haskins and things like that. Some of it more interesting as far as you know Jason Lockenfora's report about uh, the relationship between Trent Williams and the Skins being totally fractured, uh, yeah. according to his report. He doesn't trust Bruce Allen or the medical team there and has made it known long ago he does not intend to play for them again. Then you had Tony Wiley, and uh, the Redskins come out and say this report is 100% false, um, So, which is kind of expected for any team to come out and, yep. and, and refute something like that. They're not going to come out and be like, oh, yeah, this guy totally hates us. Um, so it's not really necessarily something that you know, we're confused by or anything like that. But so you've got this weird thing where you've got your left tackle position, kind of a giant question mark right now, but this is all, uh, you know, on one end of the spectrum with the other end being, as you said, you know, Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know, balling um, so far in, yeah. in training camp. You've got the announcement. Big improvement from minicamp. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, he's, and this is, this is going to be a competition. You got to think at some point, especially with uh, once we get into preseason games, if he continues to ball out, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll get a shot. We'll see. That's something you and I have talked about. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, this whole idea that the Redskins supposedly within the year are going to announce the plans where they're going to move a new stadium. Um, Now we've been hearing that for years that they were going to announce it. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you've got Corey Robinson being signed. Um, You've got, you know, some different moves there. So, so it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting camp right now. If Hard Knocks had been in uh, D.C. this season, you'd have a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah. Morgan Moses shows up wearing the Trent Williams yeah. jersey. I didn't, I didn't and, get that. <laughs> and, like, being Trent Williams, he basically, like, impersonated Trent Williams, and he's convinced that Trent's coming back. Yeah. Trent's getting fined every day that he's not there. Um, it's going to come down to, like, is this worth it? Is this holdout worth it? Because, honestly, in my eyes, the skins aren't going to blink here. Yeah. They're not the ones losing money every day. Now they're losing a their starting left tackle, yeah. which is important. But this isn't a Super Bowl team, anyways. Um, it's Trent Williams has the most to lose. I feel like in this situation. Do yeah. you, am I wrong in that? Well, no. That's a, that's the thing is that you know I heard it on the radio today that even if he comes in, demands a trade, everything of that nature, people are going to be thinking of, oh, is he hurt? Uh, what's his health like? Uh, what how, what kind of money is he going to be demanding? Different things of that nature, where you look at it and say. This guy is kind of in a pickle here because you think about it and say, why is he here? And then if he goes somewhere else, would he actually help that team because of his health, because of the money that he's going to be, you know, trying to get? Just different things of that, um, uh, of that realm. So you look at it and say, 
why would he want to, especially with this team on the rise, uh, near the ending of his career, not, maybe not the ending of his career, but kind of getting to that, that stage, why would he want to do all this kind of stuff? Now, I'm not going to you know, judge the guy on you know, what he wants to do. I think it was kind of stupid. Obviously, that is a judgment. But at the same time, you got to look at it and say, you know, this team is on the rise. If you look at their, their uh, base 3-4-D here on ESPN.com, Matt Ioannidis was re-signed. Ron Payne and John Allen, two up-and-comers. Sean Dean Hamilton, I've heard some good things from him. He's been improving. Montez Sweat, I've heard that he's like a, a Megatron out there, like unbelievably big. Landon Collins, I saw him doing some work uh, in, in the back end as well. And it's just, that's the defense. And you, do, you could look at the offense, and you got Dwayne Haskins, who wants his blind side helped. And obviously, he's probably not going to be starting in, the, in week one. Yeah. I said he should be starting in week six. But we can get to that you know, closer to the preseason. Sure. Um, but... You just see guys like Terry McLaurin, uh, Cam Sims, who was who was a big guy last year that was helping us. Kelvin Harmon, who was one of the who was considered one of the steals of the draft this year at NC State. A lot of these guys that are come out here are they're going to come out here and, and and do some work for him, uh, you know, and, and help his career and possibly even get in the playoffs a couple times here and there. I just think that this is the wrong time to do it. And you know, I understand you're trying to stand up for something you believe in, but right now, like you said, you're losing money and you're not helping a team out. What's the point here? Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to and and i i mean it's people are saying that the you know the reason for the holdout is because of his disagreement with the redskins training staff and not trusting them and how they've handled you know his injuries and things like that and um you know and i get that but at the same time i think there's a more constructive way to have this conversation rather than you know holding out i think um you know trent williams is when he is on the team a very good player he's probably one of the leaders on the offense beyond the quarterback and obviously guys like ap um but you know he's looked at as one of the best you know offensive linemen in the in you know i don't know if in the game but uh, i think he's a little overrated i think some people but um, he's rated as like one of the top five in the entire sure sure which is understandable so but I, I think I think there's a way to have this conversation without holding out. And I think guys, we see this all the time in the NFL, where guys will hold out, um, and I feel like no good ever comes of this. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I don't think it helps the situation. I, I, and like you said, he's making a point. He's trying to take a stand. But I think there's a different way to do this than not showing up to work. If you were upset, yeah. and, and I don't want to necessarily compare this job to like one of our jobs, but yeah. hey, if you didn't like the way something was going on at your job, yeah. uh, you know, what, what are you, are you going to stay at home for yeah. three weeks? I don't a like month? how you treated me yesterday. Yeah, are you going to stay home for a month? Uh, well, like, they would fire you first of all. <laughs> And B, if they couldn't, um, you know, it would just not probable probable cause. You're not helping the situation. And so I think Trent Williams, and it really leaves this team in a bind because especially if we are talking about a team that's looking at Dwayne Haskins as possible quarterback of the future, it would be so great if he could play with Trent Williams, you know, helping him out uh, on the offensive side of things. I mean, he's got Eric Flowers and uh, some of these other guys, Morgan Moses. Um, It would be nice to have Trent Williams on this team. And and so this, this stinks. It's not a good situation and, for anybody. And, and I mentioned some of the weapons that he has, and I forgot to mention the one guy that everyone has the most hype over is Darius Geis. We're going to get to a, a, yeah. quote, a quote about him here in a minute that he was uh, that he made over in training camp and that the junkies played on their radio show this past morning. Uh, but that's one guy that you have to look at as well and say, Chris Thompson, probably not going to be here next year. So they ended up getting uh, one of his replacements as well. Uh, so you, you just have to look at and think of, these guys out here, they've actually had a couple good drafts. So what's the point of, of, of not sticking it out and, and not trying to be on this team to the point where you're looking at it and saying, 
what's your what's your sole purpose here? Just to get more money? Is it you don't like the medical staff? Like, what is it? I'm tired of going and looking at the Redskins, you know, uh, whole entire thing on Google or something like that, whatever you want to call their whole entire thing. I guess you could say their search history or whatever and say, like, you, you search the Redskins and the first things that come up are, oh, is Trent Williams on here? Like, all this kind of stuff where it's, like, so much drama and you're just like, why can't we just have something that we know is going to happen, what we know is going on, all this kind of stuff. We're just not well-informed and that's what kind of pisses me off. But, Anyways, we'll get to more of that and see if he comes back uh, in the next coming weeks or whatever it may be. Yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on the that. Next, the next quote I have is Darius Geis. And Darius Geis, um, he, was on the, uh, well, he wasn't on the Junkies, but he was uh, at training camp, and they got this. I think it might have been J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington. I think it was. Got, got the. Have you heard the clip before? I haven't heard the clip, but I know okay. I know he had a sit-down with uh, yeah. So Yeah, so basically what, what NBC he, Sports he was Washington. Little, he was a little yeah. upset because people kept saying, oh, he's this guy's injury prone all this kind of stuff and this is him on the on uh, on NBC Sports Washington with his little sit down with JP Finley and we'll talk about it right yeah, it was after. inside training camp live exactly. this is no big deal little hamstring strain we'll see how it develops over the next few years but he did a sit down right with uh, Darren Haynes mm-hmm. and uh, do we have and, any of that I think so and he addressed this specifically you know a lot of people talking about now how I'm injury prone and this and that. Man, I only had one injury that was big in my tell whole him, career. Tell him, tell for one. The biggest injury I've ever had in my career was the ACL. Yes, y'all heard about hamstring, this and that, but that comes from the ACL, not just from me not taking care of myself. How can you call somebody injury prone that's had one big injury? Do y'all know what injury prone means? That means somebody that has different injuries every other day and cannot do nothing. I had one big injury. So, man, kiss it. <laughs> So that was Darius Geis, and yeah, I, I, I thought that last part was actually kind of funny. Yeah, it um, was. It was. <laughs> but you look at it and think, this guy wants to play here. He was so excited last year before he got hurt. Even after he got hurt, he was pretty excited. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I look at uh, when I think about Darius Geis, Geis is he wants to be here. He loves playing. He loves the fans. He loves being an NFL player. And then you have guys like you know, like uh, like JP Flame on on the Junkies go say, well, he hasn't played a single down. He had one year and he played three downs. And yes, he got a freak accident after he ran for twenty yards on that run or whatever it was that he got hurt. It's I just look at it and say, as a guy that's had two major knee surgeries, I understand the hamstring thing because in the surgeries nowadays they te- they take part of your hamstring out yeah. Yeah. so they can repair the ACL with that hamstring. And technically, your hamstring is is stronger than your ACL. So that's the thing is that's why they do it and they say, oh yeah, you're going to be stronger after and all that kind of stuff. And so far, that's what we're seeing is that he's, he's stronger and different stuff of that, uh, that realm. So you look at it and say, I think this guy just has some passion and I like it. Yeah. I don't like to see a guy that says, let me sit, sit there and just do whatever and blah, 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 blah. Just go by the seat of his pants and just do whatever. I want a guy that has passion. I have, I want a guy that knows what he wants, that knows what he's going to go get. And that's why I like to hear that quote today. I, I think I felt like the need to play it because People keep forgetting about Darius Geis. You have Chris Thompson, AP, all this kind of stuff. AP and his riding on his camels and all that kind of stuff, whatever he's doing uh, for his 30th birthday. But I just think that Darius Geis is being overlooked. And I think that people need to start thinking and saying, hey, we got Dwayne Haskins who's looking really good in camp right now. Darius Geis, he was looking like a beast last year, especially in the first game of training of uh, preseason. So overall, 
my opinion is this whole entire Darius Geist thing kind of got me pumped up just a little bit. Kind of, kind of, you know, did, did take that meter one, yeah. one, one more notch to the forward. Obviously, it's so early, but kind of got me sized a little bit for Geist. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, nice there. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it is one of those things where you've got this young core that I think Redskins fans can be really excited about in the Haskins Geist kind of combo there. Um, and I mean, I, and I get where Geist is coming from. He doesn't, you know, want to face that sort of criticism about being injury prone player. I think yeah. the concern from Redskins fans that that is somewhat legitimate is you have such a young player experiencing such a big injury right off the bat um, where, you know, you got to be a little nervous about, um, you know, because guys get injured in the NFL all the time. You've already had a guy get have a big ACL injury, had to miss an entire season of football, yeah. and that was his first season. So, you know, obviously he's going to get bigger, faster, stronger, but with that still does come more injury. So is he injury prone? No, I don't think you can say that, and I think he's got every right to defend himself against that. Um, but am I a little nervous as a Red watching the Redskins and being a fan and kind of looking at this guy, young kid and being like, man, you've already had a, suffered a pretty major injury right here. Now you, we've seen the after effects with the hamstring, which he's right, it, and you're right. It does kind of stem from that. But what else is going to come from that? You know, that sort of thing. Is he going to not be able to be 100%? Is he not going to be able to make those cuts like he could before? Is he going to overcompensate? I mean, there's still a lot of question marks there. I'm excited to see him, though. I think you're right. I think he's going to be um, like the face of the running game for the Redskins for the near future. Yeah, you so know? we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, like I said earlier, it's early in camp. We're not really going to you know, have anything that phases us real early on just because of soul oh, fact sure. that, that, I mean, they just started. They just got there, and obviously the biggest picture uh, right now is Trent Williams. So overall, it's not something to be worried about or think about too much, but, you know, right around the corner. Think about it, dude. July has flown by. It has. So, while God, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Crazy. Uh, but, well, actually, I, actually, it was a little bit better because the weather sucks. But either or, you're looking at it and saying this is early on, but soon enough, you're going to see this team be playing on an NFL field yeah. right in front of all these fans. Because uh, I think I preseason's think, in two weeks. Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about you know fans in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And their attendance later on. Obviously, I've had it kind of put in my phone just for a little bit later topic. But when you're looking at it, I think that it's going to be something to watch out for because, like I said, all these. New pieces, all these new people that, that that are that are here, that are ready to rock and roll, and all this kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a real big uh, issue uh, when it comes to the Redskins because you know they might need to. I'm not saying they should uh, take out the seats of all those advertisers and everything like that, but I think that they're going to have a, a boost in attendance because in 2012, I believe they're in top. I think at least the top 10, if not the top five in attendance, which is pretty crazy to think about because now the, you, you look at the Redskins and you think, oh, these, these guys suck. Uh, but either or, uh, we're going to move on yeah. to another D.C. team, uh, one that plays at the Verizon Center, or I should say the formerly Verizon Center, now the Capital One Arena, in the Washington Wizards because we got some uh, little movement of Bradley Beal possible in the works. Beal again gets an angle, throws it off the glass and scores! He's been phenomenal! Warren's third of the game, we're tied at 144. Beal, nice move, lays it up and scores! Oh my, 40 points for Bradley Beal! We are talking Wizards, I believe last Friday it was, they offered Bradley Beal a three-year, $111 million max extension. Um, 
and as this was uh, the first day he was eligible for that extension. Um, and David Aldridge of the Athletic reported about that. Um, now, uh, you know, from that report, Aldridge kind of mentioned the fact that this was kind of not surprising necessarily. Beal has not signed it yet. Um, yeah. And appreciates the gesture and and things like that, but th- there's a couple more things now. Now factors at play here. Beal is eligible for a supermax after next season if he makes one of the three All NBA teams. Yeah. Um, and the differences there, as, as far as the financials go, is uh, Bill would be eligible for a five-year, $254 million Supermax extension next summer if he makes an All-NBA team this upcoming season. Uh, now, he did fall just short for the third team last year. Um, and, uh, you know, even if he doesn't get that, he'd still be able to get a four-year, $155 million extension next summer. So regardless, he's got some opportunities to make more money than what was offered by the Wizards. But the thing that we're going to kind of mention beyond the money is the, the, the other factors at play, which are, one, does Bradley Beal even really trust the Wizards are going to be able to turn this ship around? And two... Could the Wizards continue to look for some trade opportunities? Yeah. Because that's what the rumor's been, Mr. Cerrone. Yeah, and that's the thing is uh, it says that uh, T- Tommy Shepard, who, again, congrats to Tommy Shepard for getting the GM job finally. Uh, they finally named him GM over the past two weeks. And uh, he told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski uh, last week that the Wizards do not plan to entertain talks for trading two-time All-Star Bradley Beal, um, which I'm a little upset about because... If, if I'm a GM or if I own a team or anything like that, I want to have my door open as much as possible. And that could be a little crack. That could be a wide open off the hinges type situation. But in this type of situation where you have so much on the books for John Wall and Bradley Beal, you know, the Heat were reportedly able to possibly take both contracts and so on and so forth. That's what I look at and say, why wouldn't you do that? But they think that Bradley Beal is the next big thing. And right now, he's the one that's surrounding every rumor. I mean, yep. they have Bleacher Report that came out five hours ago with the with the latest trade rumors. Uh, the Ringer.com has something out on Bradley Beal, just Bradley Beal. I mean, it's, it's something that, that you look at and say, you know, is this going to happen? Or is it going to be just another, you know, talk of the town and then just go by the wayside? Yeah, I, I honestly think that they should do something. And I saw a trade possible uh, uh, with the Pistons, your Pistons, that said Reggie Jackson and I think somebody else, I forgot who, oh, uh, Sekou Deboya, mm-hmm. uh, and also I think it was said three number ones. And I would take that in a heart. Yeah. I would take that in a heart. Yeah. Because you got the prospect of Sekou that we talked about with, with uh, Chase Hughes of, of NBC Sports Washington. And then you also have the prospect of Reggie Jackson coming in here and taking the reins for a year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously having uh, what's-his-face um, as the backup, the new Ish. guy. That, yeah, Ish Smith. Which uh, it's funny because Ish Smith is used to backing up Reggie Jackson because he did <laughs> yeah. that in, uh, in Detroit. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. It's just I look at, at these articles, I'm just like, you know what? I don't really know exactly what's going to happen because I'm looking at all these things. They said, oh, this, this, the Celtics reportedly viewed Beal as a target and they lost Kyrie and all, like, all this kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, you never know what they're going to do. And that's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm just like, hey, please just just think about doing something. Just please. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this and you and I are, are on the same page um, where you know, it's. I, I I think that the move 
to get draft picks and get some young talent in exchange for a superstar and Bradley Beal is just what I'm more comfortable with as a Wizards fan. I think that the the Wizards are just not in their current form. I mean, would it be great to have Bradley Beal night in and night out scoring, you know, 25, 30 points a night for a losing team? You know, yeah, yeah, it would be cool to see Bradley Beal. I mean, he's a good player. It's fun to watch him. But, um, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, we're talking about a team that just doesn't get anything done and and i'd yeah. rather have a team that's building towards that than just have and, and the argument and david aldridge has made this argument and others wizards beat writers have said it's like well would you rather build around a guy like bradley beal it's like yeah i i would, <laughs> I would but love the it. wizards haven't really proven that they can build anything yeah so i'd rather hey let's get guy like like you said with that pistons deal mitch as a pistons fan i sure hope they don't do that um yeah. but uh but yeah it's it's definitely tricky man it's definitely tricky um i think my gut feeling is that they're not going to move him. They've, I know that they've said they're not, but I don't trust any NBA GM. Um, but my feeling is they're not going to move him, and they're just going to uh, – he's, he's not going to sign this initial contract, and he's going to shoot for that Supermax. Yeah. I mean, that's if, – if I'm He's going to do what Kirk Cousins and bet on himself. That's what he's yeah. going to do. He's going to bet on himself. And Which that's, is smart. It, it's, it's smart to do that, but don't you think that – I know you probably think the same way as I do. Don't you think that the Wizards should – Think about it, because there was a, there was a, a, a line. I think it was on the Ringer.com that I just looked at that said, uh, "I think they said." Oh, I'm trying to trying to get my words right. It said um, that the Wizards should be shopping Bradley Beal because you don't want to waste him for the two years that you're not going to be winning. And that's the thing. He could be out there and he could be, you know, doing something for the Clippers or do whatever and send him out west. Who cares? It's not going to hurt you. You're in the east. You know, the, the east yeah. sucks right now. So it's like I just I believe that that's what they should look at. But they I think that that Ted's in this talk as well, because yeah. he probably thinks that, you know, when they signed John Wall and everything like that, it wasn't the best contract, but <coughs> excuse me, it wasn't the best contract, but. People wanted it. I wanted it. I said John yeah. Wall is a beast. I saw. I thought. I when I looked at John Wall, I saw a top three point guard in the entire NBA, and the, the way he turns a game on, on its side and, and and just screws with everybody's transition game and all that kind of stuff. That's something I looked at and I was like, I want that. I want that guy on my ball club. Yeah, and and keep then, in mind it was coming off of uh, you know some playoff runs too, and there was yeah. a lot of excitement around this team. Yeah, at that exactly. Time. So it's I, I, when you look at it, it's just something to me that. It, it, it can't be a closed-door situation where Tommy Shepard just shuts down every single person out there because they said that the Clippers are now still trying to look at Bradley Beal to get them. Now, I don't understand how they could get him uh, because they just sent a fortune over to OKC to get Paul George, which, honestly, I would like to get Bradley Beal over Paul George. Even though Paul George is a great defender, I would rather have, uh, you know, I'd, I'd honestly rather have Bradley Beal instead of that because of the whole fact that he's younger and he has a better three-point shot and stuff like that. But... To me, it's it's a situation where you have to have that open door policy because if someone's going to be you know looking at a trade, look look at the movie um, uh, Billy or not, uh, Moneyball, Moneyball, and look yeah. at Draft Day stuff like that. If you if you have a closed door where someone says like I don't want that, like Draft Day specifically, Draft Day with with Kevin Costner, you know if, if drafts or not drafts, if if uh, trades happen like that every day, I would love 
sports even more than I already do because yeah. you got people moving left and right. You go this, this, that, and this, whatever it may be. In this situation, I want him. Honestly, I like Bradley Beal. I love watching him play, but I would like to see him go to a new team and get us a new start and rebuild fresh. And, you know, and, we, and we don't now, now, to be fair, we don't necessarily know what Tommy Shepard's doing behind the scenes. I mean, yeah. we've seen him make some pretty good moves could be a when smoke he was an interim, and then now he's full-time. He could be, as you said, a smoke screen. He could be just, you know, this is what guys do. I don't trust, you don't ever trust anything a team says. That's a rule, good rule of thumb as a fan is don't trust what the coaches say. Don't trust what the GMs say. Take it with a grain of salt. Now, it's not that they lie all the time, but it's, you know, we've seen Mike Rizzo over the Nats say plenty of times, I'm not going to trade that guy, and the guy's gone the next week. I mean, it doesn't, yep. it's the same thing in basketball. I mean, this happens a lot. Um, definitely just don't trust what they're saying, but we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, Bradley Beal, we love watching him play. We've, we've had him here as a, a sense of he was a rookie. He's blossomed into just a fantastic shooter, one of the best shooters in the exactly. league. Um, people overlook that. Um, they look yeah, at, wasn't he like a top five three-point shooter yeah, for the entire yeah. NBA I mean, they last look year? at Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and some of those other guys in the Western Conference, and, and, and some people forget about how good of a shooter Bradley Beal is. Because so, yeah, the Wizards aren't good. <laughs> exactly. So we'll keep an eye on this. I think you and I are in agreement, though. We wouldn't mind yeah. if they moved him. Likely they're not going to, though. Yeah, so, so we'll have to see about that. But obviously... We just wanted to touch on the Redskins and touch on the Wizards, but the main portion of this show is going to yep. be the Washington Nationals. And currently, yes, as we watch them, they are shelling. Eh, I don't know if you want to say shelling, but they are hitting Dallas They're Keuchel. Doing some work. Who, doing some which, work. honestly, Dallas Keuchel, a little over a three ERA, two and two records since he joined the Braves. So it's not too bad, but I'm glad Mike Rizzo did not get him because that would have been a, a big backbreaker for us for uh, trying to trade people and different stuff of that nature. So we will have to see what they do. But again, the Washington Nationals, are on deck. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left field. Going, going. Washington Nationals at home against the Atlanta Braves. I tell you, this is a series that is probably a must win, Ben, because honestly, when you look yeah. at the situation, it's something that I look at and say as a nice trade. Uh, Adam Eaton just got a base hit now. Nice. Or no, wait. Oh, they. How, what happened there? Well, I don't know. Cunha looked like he dropped the I don't know. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like he dropped the ball. It says two outs. I got to watch that replay. But either or, the Washington Nationals right now are playing some pretty damn good baseball. Here's a replay, Ben. Let's, he, look at that. Look at that. Oh, oh, oh that's well, okay. Shit. I thought it was a base hit right there. <laughs> Ronald Acuna is just a beast. Yeah, he um, is. But either or, so we're looking at it right now, and the Nats, over the last two weeks since we last talked, um, they had the Braves series. I believe that might have been – no, that was – yeah, that, okay, the Phillies series was the last time we recorded. So they had the big win against the O's. That was easy. And then they lost big against the O's. That was yeah. – I don't even know what that was. We, I we mean, just won't bring that up. It was 10-10 10 10 in, in runs scored and run differences in two games against the O's, which made zero sense. Yeah. But then we played the Braves, got out to a great start, 13-4, lost 4-3, won 5-3, and then lost 7-1. Um, then we had the Rocky series, and then uh, obviously we, we expected Max Scherzer to start one of these games. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, and then the Rockies, we beat them 11-1, 3-2, and then we should have beat them, but we ended up losing, I believe it was in the ninth inning, against the Rockies 8-7. Then to come in the, uh, the Dodgers from L.A., we lost two to four, three to nine, and then we won eleven to four. And currently in the bottom of the second, uh, with one guy on second base in the bottom of the second, it is two nothing Nats against the Braves. We got a three game series against the Braves, uh, and that's going to be a big series, obviously, yeah. because you got 
tonight's game, you got the the seven five game tomorrow, and that's going to be a big game as well. And you got a noon game on the thirty first, which is going to be very weird to to you know listen on the radio. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for that. But overall, the man of the hour that we should be talking about right now is Steven Strasburg. Now we talked about it in, in years past, and I'm a huge Steven Strasburg mark. You know that. Mm-hmm. And over the last seven games, Steven Strasburg number one, he has fourteen wins, which is unbelievable because I believe I, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think he might have been three and and one, or, or excuse me, uh, one and three, or something like that, uh, in his first four, or something, or whatever it may be. Because now you're looking at he's seven and zero in his last seven games. He has forty four innings pitched, thirty four hits, only eleven earned runs, ten walks, fifty three strikeouts, a WHIP under one, and his ERA is under two point two five at two point two two ERA. So overall, his last two starts only let one earned run. And I heard over this past month he has actually driven driven in more RBIs than he has uh, and his his swing is awful uh, but you look at it's not great but <laughs> yeah, he's hey, been able to make hey, it work he got a home run once before so you're I mean, looking at saying that's, and then that's you crazy. look at you look at the Dodgers game um, if that was if that was Sunday or Saturday where um, Matt Adams was sent home uh, by Bob Henley uh, after getting hit in the foot in that game, Bob Henley sends him home off of because uh, off of a ball to the outfield, and he got thrown out at the plate because Strasburg was coming up to plate next, and the whole defense FP and all these people kept saying, "Well, it's because Strasburg's coming up." It's like Strasburg's driving in runs. Is <laughs> it like eleven Stras- RBIs? Or have Strasburg get a shot, then throw a hobbled Matt Adams uh, yeah. around third base to try to score after Bob he got Henley, hit in the foot in that him. game? Uh, yeah, Jesus. but no, yeah, to, you're right. It's this has been a real fun ball club again, as we've talked chronicled on this show. They've really turned this around, and this is a big series, as you said, because you know we're focusing so much on the wild card. But I still think the division is in play. I mean, it, let's say the Nats sweep Atlanta in this series, they'll be two and a half games back of yeah. the division, um, which I think for the Nats, you you know, if you want to have any shot of a playoff run you got to try to win this division because yeah. if you win that wild card, you're playing the Dodgers. And while we it took a great Steven Strasburg start. We won't start, play in the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers would be the number one. Well, no, after, after you win yeah, your yeah, one-game yeah, wild yeah, card, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. have to play the Dodgers. I was, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, so... Which you don't want to do. You don't yeah. want to have to play the Dodgers, as we witnessed this past series, where you just the Nats just don't really have yeah. the 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 arms really to get it done. Now Strasburg did pitch great. You got to think Scherzer would pitch great, but those that's a lefty heavy lineup. You're throwing your your best uh, pitchers out there that are that are righty. So yeah. I think if you can win that division, then you're looking at more of a matchup with like the Cubs or the Cardinals um, or Milwaukee. A little little more favorable. Or one of those teams um, where I I just would rather I would trust this team way more going against an NL Central team than going against the frickin' Dodgers in in the NLDS. Um, So I I think that the, you know, any any sort of playoff, uh, you know, appearance is great though, obviously, but especially with the way this team started, but um, I think the division's in play, man. I think it it is. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the, the biggest month uh, is, I think, is August because September. Yeah. You know, that's when some people make their move and different things like that. But August is where you know you have some of the non, I guess you could say, non-division games mm-hmm. where the division games mean the most. But the the out of division games is where you can make up the most ground. Yeah, and that's where I look at. 
where after this, this is a Brave series. On Thursday, they got an off day, finally. And then they have the D-backs for three. They got the Giants for three. And then the Mets, the struggling Mets for three. And then you got the, 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 the bad Reds for three. So it's like you got a bunch of these teams that you can take advantage of. And that's the thing is uh, I would bring up the Braves schedule, but I'm too lazy to. Um, and uh, that's the thing you got to look at is that's how big and, and monstrous this whole entire uh, series is. Because if you yeah. come out here, say, say you win two out of three. That's two out of three. That's a, that's a step in the right direction. And right now, they're playing good baseball. And overall, the, 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 the whole entire aspect of this team is their pitching and, and, and them coming out every, I guess you could say every other day and just scoring, you know, nine, ten runs. They have some duds in there where they go out and they, they don't score that well. But they've lately scored, you know, nine, ten, eleven runs every other game. So when I look at it, it's a, it's a big thing that the Nats have to do right now is win this series, and it's a big thing about uh, against Dallas Keuchel. So, so far, you've scored two runs in two innings, but the thing is, is that you can't have a situation like they did with the Dodgers, where you score two runs in the first inning, and then all of a sudden the rest of the game is a dud. Yeah. And it's like, it, yeah. you just can't have that situation. But overall, the pitching has been solid. I mean, right, really has. Dude, right now, over the last 30 days, over the last 30 days, Steven Strasburg has a 1.14 ERA. Patrick Corbin has a 1.74. Max Scherzer, who right now isn't playing, but they don't really need him at this moment in time. I'd rather get him healed, you know, uh, tremendously, to, uh, you know, and get him full full strength yeah, back. Yeah, you want him ready to go for August, September. Yeah, 1.8 ERA. Yeah. Annabelle Sanchez, 3.0 ERA. Uh, again, it's, it's just that bullpen. And that's where uh, we're going to come in right now sure. is where you read on The Athletic about uh, Britt Drew. Brit G. Dr- I don't even know. G- Brittany G. Giroli. Is it Br- is it, I thought it was, is it Brittany or Brit? It's Brit Giroli. Dr- Something like Brit- that. Giroli. That's how you say it. You uh, and you read on her article uh, some names, which you can get to right now as you bring it up. Yeah. And, uh, some guys that we possibly should look up because we don't know who they are. Yeah. So there's a lot of different relievers that are, are kind of in the market right now. Um, the Nats have been kind of tagged with. They've, there's There's been rumors over the last month about them and Shane Green with Detroit. Um, you've got Michael Givens over in Baltimore that actually is having a pretty strong season uh, for the Orioles. Jake Diekman is one of those guys who he's been around a little while. He's a lefty reliever, um, and they've been, tar- uh, you know, his name has come up. Ken Giles. Uh, uh, famously from that Royals World Series uh, team, um, was part of that great bullpen. And then guys like Sam Dyson and Kirby Yates, uh, Giants and the Padres. And then another name that has come up uh, recently as well is uh, the Rangers righty, Jose LeClerc. Um, This is a guy who has... Not a great ERA, but he's been a really solid of late. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy that the Nats have been, uh, you know, tied with as well. But I'm I, looking at Shane Green right now for Detroit. And obviously, sure. you know, he is, you know, 1.22 ERA, 22 saves. I mean, this guy is this is the real deal. So Shane Green is the real deal. The issue there and has been the what these teams have been demanding. And oh yeah. The That's Nats, big, for big example, uh, you know, we've seen you know them rumored with guys like Shane Green and some of these other guys. And the the demand has been guys like Carter Keyboom um, and some of these other. So the thing about the Nats is they don't really have a ton of prospects besides Carter Keyboom. Yeah. There's really not a lot of anybody that's a good prospect is up on the big club right now. Juan Soto, Victor Robles, those guys, um, which is fine. But what that means is in these situations, you don't really have a lot of leeway. I mean. If a team asks for Carter Keyboom, you can't be like, well, we'll give you this other guy that's just as good because the Nets don't really have other guys <laughs> that are just as good. So um, you I, think know, the, I think out of the top 100 prospects, the Nats only have one. Yeah. So it's one of those things where the Nats aren't really in the most uh, – 
in the best position to kind of negotiate with this. They have to kind of basically talk these other teams out of Carter Keboom, basically, um, and point them towards a guy like Michael A. Taylor, you know, some of those types of guys. Um, And and maybe like a guy like Eric Fetty or one of those younger arms, like I'd be okay with them giving up uh, either Fetty or Voth, like one of those two. Um, But that's the thing is, yeah, Shane Green would be great. I think the Nats in particular, are looking at a possible Dodgers playoff series, and they got to have some stronger lefty arms than Tony Sipp yeah. coming and Matt Grace and 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 Doolittle's great, obviously, but you know you don't have the opportunity to pitch him all the time being a closer. So the Nats need a premier lefty arm, and that's why they're looking at a guy like Diekman uh, for the Royals. Yep. Um, but the other guys have been just. You know, they just need help. That bullpen sucks, man. I mean, oh, you sucks. and I, it's one of those things where we know the Ugh. bullpen sucks, but the team has been so good that they've been hiding the fact that the bullpen's bad. And yeah. then when, when we get to these close games and the bullpen starts blowing it, you remember just how bad this bullpen is. I mean, you look at some of those guys that are out there, and yeah, okay, uh, you know, Javi Guerra's okay. He's pretty good. Um, you know, you've got... Tanner Rainey, young guy, he you know he does okay, but it, it's all these guys with just question marks. Fernando Rodney blew a game the yeah. other day. I mean, you, you look at this bullpen on paper and you go, you know what? There's a, probably a reason why these guys aren't playing that well. It's because you're throwing a bunch of forty-five-year-olds <laughs> in a mix with like twenty-year-olds. Well, Rodney wasn't doing that 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 bad at first, but the problem is they're overusing him now. Yeah, that's the and, thing, and that's that, that's something that you're. That's it, a big problem with the Nats. I think that's another thing you're talking. You're about to say is yeah. that they overuse Suero. They overuse. Yeah. I mean, they use. Anytime Grace a guy has seconds. success. They over the Nats will burn that arm yeah. out because they don't they, they can't trust anybody. Yeah. So as soon as they find a guy, they're like, "Oh yeah, Fernando Rodney. Oh, he's going to be our next closer. Yeah, this is this next is the guy." Years. And then they get surprised when a forty-six-year-old reliever has some bad games. It's like, yeah, because he's Fernando effing Rodney. <laughs> I watched this guy single-handedly almost lose, basically lose the World Series for Detroit uh, thirteen years ago. Yeah. I watched so, this guy when I was in diapers. I mean, Fernando Rodney in two thousand six ground ball. Uh, Airmails first base. Tigers lose one of those games against the Cardinals. I mean, trust me, I've seen Fernando Rodney pitch my entire adult life. <laughs> um, I know that he's has had some success here and there. The ball was zipping out of his hands, but guys are getting the tape now. That's the thing with yeah. baseball with these pitchers is they'll have some success and then teams will have tape on them, yep. just like in football or any of these other sports. As soon as a guy's got some tape, then you can figure out, hey, how can we beat this guy? And Fernando Rodney, they're showing, okay, this is how we can beat this guy. Um, so... You know, the Nats are obviously in a much better place than they were a few months ago. We're really proud of their comeback. It's been exciting. I mean, now the Nats are must-watch TV every night, yeah. which is all we can ask for as fans. Um, but there's still a ton of work left to do, Mike. I mean, you're looking at the wild card now. There's three teams with the same record for the NL wild card right now. Yeah. Um, the Nats, uh, you know, had a little wild card lead. They well, lost. That's, that's it. how big we saw. Remember me and you talked about it, saying like, man, if they would have won that game, they should they they they, they should have won. Yeah. I forgot what team it was against, but you know, if they would have won that game, they'd been three and a half up. And it's like, I want to see them yeah. go five and a half up in the wild card. That's yeah. what I want to see. I mean, if you th- if you think about the games and the series where they should have completed them, I mean. The Nats shouldn't be splitting to Baltimore. The Nats shouldn't be losing. And we talked, we've ranted about sweep, this yeah. before. Um, you know, they, sweep to the Rockies. Those are types of games where they matter when it comes to that NL wild card. They don't necessarily matter division-wise as much, but wild card, those really make an impact. Yeah. We're seeing that. And this is going to be a race. I mean, yep. the Nats don't have it in the, bag, in the bag by any stretch. I mean, the NL Central is good. I mean, we're talking about three legit teams in there, in the Cubs, the Cardinals, and Brewers. Yep. I mean, they all have similar records. The Nats are going to be in a dog 
dogfight, um, kind of fighting for that division um, or fighting for that wild card. And if all else fails, maybe they can go f- full force on this division. But, yeah, and that's what I'm yeah. looking at right now in the standings. The Cubs, St. Louis, and Milwaukee all have 56 wins. Obviously, the Milwaukee's played two more games. Uh, but that's the biggest thing is those three teams, except for maybe Milwaukee, are going to be kind of tough to beat. And that's a big yeah. thing that, that you see is the Phillies, you know, they're kind of up and down right now. You never know. But somehow if they start getting hot, then there's another team to add to the mix. So yeah. it's going to be tough. But uh, another thing that we got to talk about is uh, is this whole entire baby shark thing. Sure. Now, I, I know that, you know, you know this, this team was kind of all over the place and stuff like that. But ever since they got Gerard Apara, They've actually done some pretty good work. So honestly, this whole entire baby shark. If you haven't heard the the song, it's been. I know it's your favorite song. Yeah, it's, but it's my favorite. Yeah, isn't it your favorite song? Oh, wow, you're good. You're good into it. That's like. Well, you start with the small one, and then you gotta go. Is that it? Where you just the hands? Is that when they get to Daddy Shark, I'll show you what you do next. <laughs> then you gotta go like that. <laughs> yeah. So you start with the fingers, then the hands, then you gotta go full on. What about what about the the grandpa one? Yeah, there's no grandpa shark. It is. There's a grandpa shark. Yeah, you'll hear it. Uh, I don't know what you do with grandpa shark. I guess you use your lights or something. You do, Something like that. Well, that's Gerard Apara's walk-up song, and everyone, this is like a fad now. Everyone loves this damn song. But it's one of those things where, like, if I'm not a Nats fan, I'm hating this this baby shark thing. Everyone, because it's all over social media, and every single Nats game, and like... Here's the problem, Mike, is we're here in July. There is still two full months of the season left. Yeah. This Baby Shark song is not going to last two more months. Yeah. People are going to start jumping off of bridges. <laughs> Zuckerman went on Twitter the other day and said something like, didn't he say something like it was uh, the second? He's like, it doesn't sound good in the second inning when they're playing it with, with no one on and it's second inning a 0-0 ball game. Yeah. And they, they said it's... They're it's, overdoing it's, it right yeah. now. That's the thing is because I'm with you. I think Gerardo Parra has been super fun to watch. Um, he's been clutch. I mean, he's been clutch. And they, they'll, they'll have him pinch hit in a tough situation and he'll get the key hit that they need yeah. and they'll play this song. The stadium will go nuts. But I think you're right is when he does start... Oh, it's going again? <laughs> when he does get the start... Then we have to hear it, like you said, first inning, second inning, and it's like, I can't be doing this you know, <laughs> all day. Maybe it's like, yeah, fingers, hands, I thought it was. Ha- I thought it was hands. Well, no, you got a baby shark, mama shark, daddy shark. I guess, yeah, you, grandpa you see- shark is like, boom. <laughs> grandpa shark's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Grandpa Shark's waving his cane. But yeah, FP is like, is such a oh, yeah. dummy. Oh that my he's like a, he, he's, he loves it. He's like, oh my God, everyone, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> it's time. like, dude, man. FP, are you five years old? Like, we've been watching this for a month. It's been going on. Her partner has been part of this team for a yeah, while. We're all used well, to this. Yeah, let's get, let's get with it here. So yeah. well, the last thing, um, uh, as we are going to end this episode here soon, Ryan Zimmerman says that he... Obviously, we talked about this, that Ryan Zimmerman is, uh, I turned this on off, uh, is he is commenting that he just wants to play baseball. He, money does not affect him. Obviously, money does not affect You're not playing this year. You're going to get $18 million. Yeah, must uh, be nice. Yeah, yeah. It must be nice for you. Uh, so it's like, I look at that and say, sorry, see ya. Yeah. Like, get out of here, bro. It's like, 
I know I'm not a big Ryan Zimmerman mark. I understand that, and everyone knows that. But it's like, dude, <laughs> you can't even get on the field. Like, you're, you you play like three games, you had three doubles, and everyone goes nuts. FP is literally like, you know, just like giving you a high five on the ass saying, good game, you know, Ryan. Yep. But it's like, Dude, you suck. It's like, get out of here. I just think it's kind of stupid because, like, now he's trying to say stuff because he knows his time is wearing thin. Yeah. And people are like, okay, you know, we should probably look, think about getting rid of Ryan and all this kind of stuff. But now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, well, he said he'll play for less money. It's like, no, we have money coming off the books. Use that for something yeah, better. Yeah, the Nats are trying to be a contending, contending team. They can't have a guy like Ryan Zimmerman um, who's just there for the fun of the game uh, being on this team. No, you need to have people that are competitors at this stage in their careers. They're trying to win a World Series. Yep. You know, Obviously, it would be nice for Ryan to get a ring before he retires just because he's been with the Nats this whole ride. But if that's not going to happen, then we can't force that to happen. You can't just keep a roster spot there for a guy who's never going to play. Yeah. I mean, like you have to be realistic here and if his spot could be occupied by a younger prospect or you know you put a free agent from another team a guy that can make an impact then you've got to make that sort of move rather than just let this guy occupy a spot a space if money doesn't matter then great we don't have to pay you anymore exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or you know like like we've said ryan zimmerman may if he's able to be healthy <laughs> and still play you know, good for him. He can go find an American League team that will let him DH yep, um, exactly. every couple games or so, and he can be in a, a White Sox lineup or something like that. Um, you know, he doesn't need to be a Washington National yeah. and pl- have to literally play in the field if he's going to play and make bad throws and, you know. Make noodle s- arm in this, noodle yeah, arm in that. it's just not going to work like- with him. Again, we, we, we talked about this. It's just he's just not that guy anymore. And if he has a good game, great. And then it's followed up by three or four mediocre games. He's just not the player who he was. Ryan Zimmerman definitely used to be a great player. He's not that guy anymore. It's time to retire. The Nats need to just accept that fact. And see, that's the thing is, if I'm Ryan Zimmerman, I'm the Nats. When August or September hits, I go, look, guys, I know this is going to be probably my last year with the Nats. Um, And then turn it into more of like a farewell tour type thing. And let him have kind of his – otherwise what it's going to be is it's going to be embarrassing because the Nats aren't going to re-sign him and Ryan Zimmerman is going to be a free agent. It's going to be like, well, thanks for the memories, Ryan. I'd much rather Ryan and the team come to a conclusion that, hey, Ryan, look, we're not going to re-sign you. We appreciate everything you've done. You know, uh, you know, we hope we make a playoff run. We hope you get to be a part of it. But bottom line is we're not going to resign you, but we want to give you the send-off that you deserve. So these you know, last two weeks of the season, consider this kind of your send-off, and yep. we'll have a celebration of you, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's kind of how this could play out, but it's not going to. Yeah. Ryan Zimmerman thinks he's going to be a Washington National still yeah. for life. Yeah, and that's the thing is everyone just keeps saying, oh, my gosh, we love Ryan. We lo- why do you love Ryan? Just please tell me why. First of all, uh, and, like, people say how funny he is. He's, like, a dry, sarcastic guy. He's got the personality, at least on the microphone or TV, of uh, this video game box. <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't uh, he doesn't really talk at all. Yeah. He does talk, but, like, he says a monotone voice. And people get, oh, that's just Ryan. He's just a dry, sense he, of humor guy. He's kind of like a, like a bad comic book. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, like, <laughs> like, like, like you, you read the comic, and it depends on how you take it, and then that's if you laugh or not. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's, he's dry, and he doesn't really talk much. It's like, cool, man. That's, yeah, that's, I get it why that would be funny sometimes, but this is the quote-unquote leader face of the franchise. You're going to need a personality yeah, if you're like, going to do that. Let's be honest here. So 
I don't know. I, yeah. I when I saw that, the first thing I did was screenshot it and text you and say, yep. "Sorry, you suck. Get out of here." That's your guy. <laughs> oh my god, Z man. Any last thoughts? Obviously, we're gonna keep this, uh, you know, somewhat short. Maybe next week we'll we'll integrate some food. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no. Well, I, I mean, actually, well, let's, let's let's think about it here. So we, we got. Um, let's see here. Where is so that's a Friday? So we have yes, one more show before the entire. Uh, is it Segura? Yeah, uh, Segra. Segra. Segra Field. I, I knew that didn't sound right. Gene, Gene, Gene Segura. Segura Field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Segra Field out in Loudoun uh, in Leesburg. So definitely check us out on the 9th. Again, we're going to have one more episode next week yep. before that. So uh, we might... Maybe we'll save off the food until maybe the game. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. Maybe, well, yeah, maybe, maybe the game will be our... Uh, our maybe, I'm trying to think how we're Mike gonna, and I we're going to be bringing in our, our portable recorder. Yeah. Trying to figure out how that's going to work right now because we're going to record a decent amount. Yeah, so oh yeah. We're going to walk. We'll, we'll 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 turn it into clips and stuff. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah, Mike and I will be walking around the stadium, giving our thoughts and impressions. We have seats. Um, they're pretty good seats too. I, I don't see. know how much we're going to actually sit in them though because <laughs> we'll be kind of exploring the field. But maybe we'll do some stuff in the seats too. Um, it's like it's like yeah, like I said, pretty decent, like fifth or sixth row. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll be out there at Segra Field, but we got to do the food. Reviews while we're there. Hopefully, it's not too expensive. I know, um, but uh, that's why I told man, you. I, I was like, hope, hopefully, it's not too expensive. I wish they would just give us free food. But, oh man, uh, that, that would be so would. clutch. Um, I hope maybe we can get uh, Loud United to sponsor us. I, mean, I know I say that see. every single week about every we, company, we, but no one responds. You and I both tweeted at them, being like, "Hey, we're coming out. We're yeah. excited. What food are you going to have? Nothing. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's damn like, it. It's like oh, you guys have like gosh. fifty followers on Loud United. Like you guys can't respond to our tweet that we're actually excited to have you guys here. Soccer game like. Come on, Screw out. you too. Uh, I didn't mean that. Um, so, anyways, no, we, we appreciate. <laughs> we definitely appreciate them as yeah. well. So, again, come out on August 9th over at Segra Field. Look it up if you don't know where it is off Battlefield Parkway. Uh, but again, this is episode number 38 of the Washington D.C. crossover. Ben, any last thoughts? No, man. Ready to. Ready to go. I'm ready to eat something because I'm yeah, starving. You need to eat something, man. I'm like dying. Yeah, here. you're shriveling away in front of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wish I was. That'd be actually feel nice. Uh, but again, this play is, us out. Yeah, play us out. So this is episode number 38 of the DC Crossover. Definitely check us out on all social media outlets at the DC Crossover on Twitter at Surround 16 for me at the DC Crossover. And there, <laughs> he's got he's got to play this. Anyways, this is gonna be my outro. Hopefully, I can finish everything. Yeah. Uh, again, definitely check us out on Facebook. Okay, Ben's doing the moves now. Facebook. Facebook.com backslash. Uh, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I can't even think about it. Ben's doing all his moves or something. Right, you're trying to scare my dog. Um, anyways. He scares uh, me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know that anymore. Um, but again, this is Baby Shark, and yes, I am Mike Brown. appreciate Sprung. you, that Baby Sharks, Simpson. listening. Go follow us on all social media outlets. I can't think about what they are right now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music for the iTunes. Or it's not the iTunes. The podcast in general. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Baby I'm Shark. Large, I'm thirsty. Everything is great. Washington Nationals up to <laughs> <laughs> the fourth inning. Hopefully they win. Grandpa Shark. Let's go Say that last. You. It's the end. It's the end. It's the end.